Without any outside force, game theory is your your go-to, right? Now, yeah. what makes it more complicated, because we can make it easy, right? Rochambeau is a very easy game to understand. Yes. You know, rock beats paper, paper beats... Like, the game I play has that concept. Yeah. It's a Rochambeau kind of thing. Yeah. Now, what makes it so complicated is I'm not playing a, a, a system. I'm playing a person. So now I have to determine their psychology. Yes. So that's what makes game theory so hard is we have to throw in the psychology against who we're playing. Mm -hmm. If you're playing a computer, you just have to know the code of the computer to beat it. Right. Right. That's why like AIs are so good because especially in chess, because chess has so many possibilities that humans cannot literally like process fast enough. Right. Because they're not built to just play chess. Right. Humans are not chess players. Like we, yeah, we're not built to be just chess players. Right. Like I have sh other shit to do in my life. Right. Like now this computer, all it does is play chess. Of course, yeah. it's going to have everything to know how to do these possibilities. Mm -hmm. Then you play a user. This is, this is like, you see no game, no life. Yeah. Of right? When they were playing on the first episode, they were playing, a com they thought they were playing computer until the computer made a move. A computer wouldn't make. Yeah. They went, no, this is, this might be a human. Yes. So <clears throat> they take into that psychology. Oh no. And when you play chess, people have a games. They have a, like, I think I think uh, Overwatch is very good for this, and even um, Apex. Mm -hmm. But it's like, what kind of gamer are you? Yes. Right. Are you the sneak attack? Like, uh, are you the Hanzo type? Are you the you're the May type? Are you? Right. You know. You oh, May's like a. And then people make characteristics about the types that they play. Yeah. May is like a is a defensive type. Right. She builds shields, stuns people. Right. right, but she's not pumping out massive amounts of damage unless no. again pure headshot. You get the who's the the cowboy die, dude? Uh, I can't remember. Or Reaper, right? Reaper's just a DPS. He just all yeah. he does is just tank. Like McCree, he, also. Yeah, that's the guy I was yeah. thinking of. But like those guys, those guys are hyper offense because they have low HP, but they fucking just whop you with damage. Yep. You get like your Reinhards that are just super tanks. Yep. Right, and then you look at that and you go, which. You go, what is my game style? Exactly. That's the character I'm trying to... That's what I see myself most as. Or that's why I'm optimized as the best at. Yes. Right. Yeah. I like for There's me, a moment you were May for a long time. I was, I'm was. i a crowd control player. I. Uh, and that's, that's it. That's May, right? Because you're like, okay, this guy is going through this corridor. And I can either try and take him with these... With these, like... What this is the freeze ray gun, mm -hmm. or I could just put a wall right there, and like now they have just I've just wrecked their game plan. Exactly, like uh yeah, exactly. Your disturber or disruptor. Disruptor, yeah. Like uh in this other game I'm playing on my phone, Puzzles and Dragons, right now, right. <laughs> Apparently, all the good teams are like these teams where it's just like you get these massive attacks out, so you can one shot people or like get these really good combos, so you can get around defenses and everything like that. Not me, not this guy. I play purely defensive. <laughs> like, yeah. I make it so that I can I bump my defense up so that way when they do hit me, I'm like, ah. And then when they try to crowd control me, I'm like, ah. And then I'm like, take three extra turns to attack. <laughs> so what's the game you've been like, what's the game you've been playing the longest? The game I've been... That, that has like that investment going in. In terms of like, like, I could reference the game I play on my phone. Yeah. And I could tell you exactly who I am based on that game now. I could, uh, probably it would rather be Team Fight Tactics. Is that a phone game too? Uh, it's phone and PC. It's it was League of Legends attempt at a phone game. Okay, it worked out pretty well. 
But uh, yes, I play team fight tactics and like uh, I've been we play I play it all the time. And my teams are always either one of two things. I'm either making sure I have all the crowd control, or I uh, I'm making sure that like so you use money and items right. And mm. in order to gain those, you usually have to wait until like item rounds come up or you know you need to save your money for each round. Now let I, me let me get an idea of what this game is like. Right. So is this so when you have the money is that just per game? So it or works, it just carries over to your so throughout it, the game. It works like this. So you have you start with two so you start with one character, right? You're building a team. So you start with one League of Legends character who has traits, right? Uh-huh. So uh the common League of Legends character is Ash. And in Team Fight Tactics, she's a recon laser corpse right now. So what that means is the laser corpse trait, once you have three laser corpse, it activates and then it does its own ability. And then there's recon, who has a different thing. So laser corpse takes three characters on your team, right? Mm-hmm. And team and recons take two. Let me understand the gameplay of this game. So you have that one character, right? That's is that like your hero character in some Yeah, it's, no, it's one it's a teammate. So it's like this. So imagine a chessboard. Imagine okay. you have a chessboard, but there's no pieces on it yet. Now you take a pawn. You put it down. Oh, is this the one where you can level the pawns up? Yes. And then, like, you put them into... Yeah, yeah, you get three of the same pawns. You yeah, merge, merge them, and them, now they're yeah. level two, and yep. then you merge two level twos. Exactly. So I used to play a game like that. Yeah. And same thing, like, you would have... See, I, I had to stop playing it because I understood the tactic of it really quickly, mm-hmm. and it was just a luck... It became a luck-based thing for me at a certain point because you get combos for having certain heroes with certain heroes, right? Yes. So with those combos, you would... You would understand, like, oh, I mean, in that game, is I really liked it. I played it. It wasn't the same thing, same concept, though. Yeah. But it was, like, like there was the dragons. So there was, like, eight different dragons. If you had all of them, like, they'd have a super combo going. Or, like, you yeah. can split it, too. You could go, I'll have three dragons, and I'll have six riders. Right. You know, so yes. I get that. So, I mean, it helped to understand the combos that you could throw in. and But it got to a point where, like, once you found the meta... Mm-hmm. It was just it about was, getting the meta. It was it was about going meta. Yeah. It was really it. That was really it. It was about going meta. Like I I played to win, and I hated that because I was like, same thing. Again, we'll take it to a different game that we both know. Car, like Vanguard. Mm, yep. I hated I hated playing meta game like meta decks. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're like I know I love no, I love beating meta decks. Yeah. At the same time, I didn't like playing them myself. So, like, when we had Gear Chronicle and that was the busted game, I switched because I was like, I don't want to I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to win because my deck is just a meta deck right now. Yes. I want to win because I can outplay people. Right. And I did. I started going dark regulars, and I was like, no one ever saw that coming. And I just I took every advantage of that deck that we could, and I was just like, this thing is pretty fucking strong. Yeah. You know, same with your great regulars. You went, okay, I could just draw. Infinite. All the cards. Like, which is, <laughs> I would have, I would have my really whole funny. deck in my hand. Great Natures is a very... I'm learning a lot about you in this, in terms of like your game style. But Great I mean, Natures yeah. was a very defensive... You you were like a... You were a guerrilla warfare type. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I like, was a guerrilla warfare it type. It was guerrilla warfare because you would attack, 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 and then you would kill off your own units. And then just have so I had things in my hand which, to guard. Which was a crowd control thing as well, mm-hmm. right? Because you go, okay, if you're playing a, a field control deck where you can kill my things, you can't. I don't, I don't have anything you can kill. Right. And now I'm defensive because, because those things died, 
I have like 20 cards in my hand. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to get through walls. Yeah. On top of that, like, again, it's a hit and run tactic. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's like how I play magic, right? Like, yeah, I play against a lot of good magic players. So I, but my decks are, I famously build my decks to be not the best deck, but to be the most like fun for me. Like my Planeswalkers deck yeah. thing was like people, we, people still laugh about it. A super friends deck on average has maybe like 10, 12 Planeswalkers. My Planeswalkers deck has, I believe, 30 (laughs) in it, right? Now, a lot of people would say that's really bad because Planeswalkers can't really defend themselves and they can't really do a lot of things. I'm not trying to defend them. I just start throwing down Planeswalkers and they start causing chaos. But more than that, they start controlling and interacting with the board. And then people are like, oh, you're a threat. And I go, no, I'm not. I only have these few things on the board. (laughs) See, I feel like that's an out-of-the-box kind of mentality. I am I'm weird. I play games weird. But that's okay. Well, no, here's the thing. Because, and I think I see your problem. Because I remember when you first got into Magic. Not when you first. When I was introduced to the idea that you played Magic at a at a pretty competitive level. Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> you were the person who was very out of the box. Mm-hmm. And I think your downfall was that you would try to reach out of the box as fast as you can yeah but you didn't build your deck to do that your deck was like just your deck spelled out of the box yeah but you were like i can't yeah it's almost like you had exodia in your hand every time Mm -hmm. but for whatever reason you like you had restrictions on being able to play it yeah well because like the, the the my decks rely on tempo so it's like when turn one happens i need to make a move turn two and turn three what my decks usually end up doing is I don't start playing until turn five. Right. And I was just going to say, like, your yours is a slow engine. Like, you have a very slow engine. Mm-hmm. But if you get all the pieces, and this is why, I mean, this is all assumption here. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's a slow engine start. Mm-hmm. But it, once the engine starts going, if you have the pieces in your hand, you I'm fucking, to fuel that engine. Yep. Like, and you, like, like, you already have it in your head. Probably... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, again, gaming shows a lot about who you are as a person. Yep. So, like, you have a slow engine start. But if you have all the right pieces, like, and that engine starts revving and revving and revving, like, you already see it in yourself that turn five is going to be when you start turning the fuck up. And now it becomes, it's not even, like, a thing of, of, you know, you have to stop the engine. The engine's not going to stop anymore. Yeah. Like, you've better, you've better killed me turn four. A hundred percent. Like, well... Yes and no. I play what I like to call group hug. <laughs> it's called group hug. And so my my favorite deck is uh, Stalwart Unity, right? And what that deck does is, the, what the commander does <laughs> is he, he goes, all right, at the end of my turn, everybody can uh, play a land. And everybody who doesn't play a land draws a card. I get to draw a card and play a land. But if I don't play a land, then I only get to draw the card, right? So like I'm do I'm trying to help everybody out. So everybody's getting a little extra land, a little extra draw See, to help that, them. All this shows me is that you are trying to rev your engine. Uh-huh. And at the same time you are letting people rev theirs too. Right. Because then after I'm done revving my engine, I become um the stalwart part of stalwart unity. <laughs> where Which, I'm just an unbreakable wall. <laughs> and it's right. It's right. just like, what are we doing here? And it's like nothing. 
See, that's 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 what I'm noticing is like you're like, okay, let's all rev our engines. Mine's gonna rev the loudest. Yes. You better you better cut it now. You better cut me down now because yeah. we can all we're all gonna fucking just we're all gonna accelerate. Yes. You can't stop me when I when I like. Yeah. You know, there's no stopping my acceleration if you let one, me just go un, unhinged. Once I'm once I'm moving, I'm an unstoppable object. The only problem, yeah, the only problem with that is just that you've turned yourself into the biggest threat by, which is silly, right? You yeah. turned yourself into the biggest threat by being like. You get some. Like, right. Just go Oprah with this shit. Like you get some. You get some land. You get some land. You get. You draw. Right. I'm gonna draw and get a land. <laughs> yeah. Now everyone's like, oh, this guy's. This guy's got something up his sleeves. Yes. Like, they don't think, oh, he's an Oprah. He, they just think, no, there's. He's. He's there's planned. something behind you. But but let's be real here, right? When I played with Chris, right, he had uh, that Narset deck, and what you don't know about Narset is his his gaming style was was hyper-aggressive and shut it down. So Narset, basically what it did was it cost six mana, but once it costs six mana and you swing with uh, Narset, you can exile the top six cards of the library. Anything that's a non-creature, non-land, you may cast for free during your next main phase. Yeah. So he ran a no-creature deck, and purely all it was was pump Narset, pump Narset, pump Narset, and destroy everything on everybody else's field because once you make Narset indestructible... Then you can field wipe for free, land destruction, which he did a lot of. <laughs> and and if you watch, if you play magic, land destruction is like a cardinal sin. Like you destroy land and everybody goes, okay, so from now on for the rest of the day, from every game after this to probably every game for the rest of the week, you're the target. <laughs> yeah. If we see a moment of weakness, <laughs> we come for it. Like we, we gut it. Like it would be so funny. He'd be playing and he'd have two land by turn five. And we'd be like, perfect. Every we weren't even looking at each other. We'd be like, we all swing in. <laughs> We're swinging straight at Chris. <laughs> what uh, Steve was saying earlier, it's kind of like how there's plays where he's the kind of person that just resists to whatever game that is. It was. Now he plays. Now he plays more uh, interesting. Now he's like very much. He's I've, not, I've noticed that. Yeah. Well, dude, that was a whole. Again, we're going back to Vanguard now. Yes. Again, these are card games if you guys want to look them up. We used to play. We played t- trading card games all the time. Yeah. So I was just about to say that Chris was a meta chaser. Mm-hmm. He's a meta chaser, that dude. But the, we knew him at a point where all he wanted to do was win. Yeah. Like, when we, even when we played Smash, like, he his was goal was to be, was to, he, we played with Charles. Yes. Charles is that pinnacle, yeah. and I use this term in my game, whale. Yeah. He was like, no one could take him. Maybe if we all combined our heads together, we might be able to take him out. Right. If we're all focusing on him. But Chris was someone else who was like, no, I still don't see that as the winning. Like, I I don't see that as the optimal winning for me. I'd rather just take second place. Right. And if I could, if I go 1v1 with Charles and I might beat him, then I'd win. But I guarantee myself second place. Because that would happen. We'd play Smash. And like, I'd literally be like, all right, this time let's just go after Charles and let's see if we could take him down. Right. And everyone would join in. And next thing you know, Chris is like attacking me from behind. I'm like, right. But he never <laughs> agreed to the game plan either. So I knew that too. Right. You know, and this is a game theory. Right? Was I knew the psychology of Chris because he didn't agree to that game plan. Right. I would get an audible something from you and you, but he would just be like, he would, he would plead the fifth, as you'd say. Yes. And he would just, he would, he would, it would put on the assumption that because three of the five, or well, Charles was the other, f- but three out of us, us four who were going to attack Charles we agreed. Always, yeah. We just assumed he agreed with us, yes. and he didn't. 
Nope. So when I, I there was no way I could call him out on it because he was never part of the game plan to begin with. Yeah. Because he left his answer unopened. Yes. Or he left his answer open. I mean. Right. Well, unlike me, who just lies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> no. The The nostalgia. Yeah. I mean, he, there's, a- there's a benefit and a, a cost to that, right? Because when we got into Vanguard, I, I mean, I really wanted to get good at Vanguard because he was trying to get good at Vanguard. Right. And I didn't realize, I mean, maybe I did, and it was just like, you know, like uh, ignorance. Uh, what is it? Feigning ignorance for me. Yeah. But I was like, he's playing super fucking meta right now. I just want to win now. Yep. But like, I wanted to win my way. It yeah. was like that. It was that kind of thing. Yes. Like, he was like the Toshiki Kai of the I'll, series. I Yeah, it was like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna conform to like meta. It it was like a like Chris was Kaiba. Yeah, uh, Blue Eyes is fucking meta as shit. <laughs> yeah, Blue Eyes is meta as fuck. And I was more like Yugi, who was like I want to be Pharaoh level, but with my deck. Right. You know what I mean? Like and, that was just how. It went. And I was I mean, Joey. <laughs> I was a hundred percent Joey. I didn't... <laughs> what? <laughs> Who's the fuck is Tristan? Yeah, the little, the little. I don't remember that guy at all. I wanted to be Joey. <laughs> Tristan, well, Tristan, what Tristan fell in love with Joey's sister or something like that, right? I'll be Tristan. I'll be Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> I, if I can't beat him, fuck their sister. <laughs> See, because I think for like for like Yu-Gi-Oh in that regard, I think Joey was like the. Was the bo- Joey was the bootleg Kaiba? <laughs> yeah, he was. Red eyes, black dragon, bootlegger. <laughs> like, Remember that first episode? They were like, "Yugs, I don't understand why I keep losing." He yeah. was like, "Joey, let me see your deck." Joey, what the fuck is this? You don't even have a synergy going on. <laughs> like, I think I loved it. Like, uh, but like, what? I would say Loki Vanille is the Joey because that was him. We'd like Vanille. Yeah. Let me see your Kagero deck. He'd like, like Vanille, what are you doing? You're like, Vanille, right, you didn't even. Play the game. You were just like but that was Joey, right? Yeah. Because Joey didn't know Yu-Gi-Oh. No. Or didn't know the game of Duel. It was Duel Monsters. Was yeah. The game, right? Duel. Didn't Monsters. know Duel Monsters. Right. And like he was like, I want to slowly get better, just because my friends. That was straight Vanille. Yeah. Vanille was like, if this is a way to hang out with the homies and have fun and kick it, and then we gonna have our like whatever moments in between, like if it means just picking up a card game and like putting a little bit of investment in it. Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. And most of the time we were just like, Vanille, this is a Kyrie card. Like, build your deck. Here we go. We're <laughs> helping you. We would I remember you would he showed up and we got him a pre-con purely because we were like, we don't want to build you a deck, but we know you wanna we, we can play magic with you if you run this. And like here's the thing, right? Pre-con decks are very simple. There's a theme to them, you do the theme. Vanille didn't give a fuck about didn't even read the cards. <laughs> the whole thing, the whole thing was swing and cascade. And if you play magic, you know what that does. For those that don't, basically you swing and then you exile from the top until you cast a card for free. And that card creates chaos. But <laughs> but that was the beauty of Vanille, though, is he was like, again, Joey mindset. He was like, I just want to hang with the homies. Right. If we're all playing cards, I'm hanging with the homies playing cards, whatever. Right. But we with the homies. If Yu-Gi-Oh is going to a world championship, I'll be right there with him. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll play. I'm probably not going to do well. But you guys are expecting that result. I'm right. hanging with the G's. Yeah. That was the deal. That is you. What? It was weird. What? It was weirdly interesting, right? The series was like... It was like a... It was weirdly captivating. I don't know why. I... The last, the last card game show I watched was Bakugan. That was that was a dumb game. What the fuck? Cards and marbles. <laughs> you got to roll. You you had to, you had to roll your you had to roll your Bakugan right onto the card, hope it hits your card, and then the magnet pops open your Bakugan. And it was a whole thing. And by the way, like that show, they had like the launcher. <laughs> I bought myself a wrist, like a wrist launcher for that game. It was horrible. <laughs> so yeah, let's go back to Vanguard. For yeah, let's go back to Vanguard. So I explained this. So, so I know about Great Natures. They were rear guard oriented. Like their yes. Vanguard wasn't. I mean, it helped, but like, you could have gone Chat Noir. You could have gone Big Belly. You're right. Either one. It wasn't. It wasn't going to change your overall game plan. No. The game plan was I'm going to call out my Cran Tiger, <laughs> <laughs> my Binoculus Tigers, Cran Tigers. Like I'm going to set up my rear guards and they're going to do all of the fucking heavy damage. Like my Vanguard. <laughs> all the cards. Your Vanguard was legit like a support almost. Yes. You had a support Vanguard. My Vanguard was purely there to be. May is technically not a support. She's a defensive. She's actually technically now an attacker. Really. Yeah. League. League. I also play support. Okay, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so your Vanguard, right? So in so so card fight game Vanguard. This card game, it was a very simple game. You had six spaces that you could play on. Mm-hmm. You had your Vanguard card, which is your starting card. That's the card that can be attacked. That yes. is in the in the show. You know this. That's like your avatar. That's like for dual monsters, like your yeah. dark magician. Yes. Right. And in, in dual monsters, that's the trump card that he used. Yes. But in Vanguard, that's that's who your avatar is. Yes. So that's the card that can be attacked, and it gets damaged. All the other ones, they just they just die. They right. go to the drop zone, is what they called it. Yeah. So you had these rear guards. You had the two in the front who can attack, and then the other three in the back were supports. Mm-hmm. Your vanguard was a support type, where it was like, okay, <laughs> Every, everyone had the same same level like a uh, attack um, scale, right? Mm-hmm. Your vanguard had eleven hundred or some eleven thousand attack, right. and that was a baseline. So all vanguards at level three, right, top level, was going to be the same. Mm-hmm. You increment them. Yeah. Twos and twos and ones can vary, right? You had, you yeah, had eight thousand like, vanillas mm-hmm. who were just all power, and like you're like, I'm just going to swing heavy, and I don't need a skill stack. Yep. You had your seven thousand. No, this is for level ones. Yeah. Yeah. Your seven thousands who were like, here's a skill, so we're going to take a little less off the power and more on the. Whether it was like Kagura, which was what he played, right. which was field control. They were more utility. Yes. yes. You, you had more option. Yeah. Um, and then it was, what, 9,000 for level twos. And those mm-hmm. were the ones with the skills. And usually you'd rather probably have a level two 9,000 because their skills were pretty... Like, the skills incremented yeah. with their level. Yeah. Like, a level two, it can attack, and its skill is also kind of bonkers. Yep. And then you had a 10,000, which was the vanilla. Same thing. No one really played those because they you would rather have a skillful two right. than a vanilla like tanker two. Yeah. Except for, again, that varied with... That was... Uh, I mean, like there's some decks that like could utilize it, but it was nine times out of ten you'd go with the skill. Yeah. And then your three was going to be like your... Okay, this is the avatar that I am. 
this is what I'm going to go as. Right. Like their skill matters for sure. Because everyone's level three is going to be the same. Yes. But their skill matters. Yeah. Well, I think they also had 12,000 vanilla threes. They did have 12,000 vanilla threes. No one would nobody, ever play those. Nobody ever. Yeah, because what was the point? Well, well, you, yeah. well, in that game, right? So twos and ones had shield values. So you could throw them in and they can block damage. Threes didn't. I hated having them on my field because they wouldn't defend. Yeah. If I needed... they uh, Level twos had this skill called intercept, yep. right? So if I don't want to play a card in my hand... I can intercept with a f- card on my field only from the two front rows, unless they had a skill just that, said otherwise, that gave yeah. them an intercept from in, the back. As in all trading card games, the rules are secondary to what the card says. <laughs> Pretty much. The card is always Pretty right. Pretty much. You, yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. If it's a lot, it, it goes straight into logic. Mm-hmm. If the logic of order, because the game had such a, it's such, again, no, very simple game. It's very simple, yes. They had their phases, they laid it out for you. Mm-hmm. If the card's description, like, worked within the phases, then mm-hmm. it's, that card's, like, that's how it goes. Yes. You literally read it, like, left to right almost. Yeah. And you go, okay, I can insert it right in here where it's going to be at its most optimal, most destructive. Right. I will use it there. Yeah. Um. So your yeah your we have, we had yours down as the great issue. Well, they're dick. I played uh, Narakumis. Narakumis. Because we played, you know, God damn it. <laughs> we played for a while. Yeah, you 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 were like, I'll play when I'm around, and you're only around when everybody was there, and everybody was playing Vanguard except for you and Charles. See, yeah. what was what was Charles's deck? Um. No, Charles was Royal Paladins. Charles was Royal Paladins. He got Royal Paladins. And then I think you did uh, Angel Force or whatever it's called. Dude, I did everything else. You, you, did. you did. If it wasn't taken, you were like, I'll, I'll, I'll build the deck. You did Mega Colonies too. I tried Mega Colonies. See, that's the thing is like, yeah. the one <laughs> that, one of the green I ones. think the one that you definitely did way better than was with the great natures yeah like great natures was my just, baby that didn't fit your game style it went it went great natures and then it went uh blue idols or whatever they were called oh yeah yeah, yeah. right the bermuda triangles bermuda triangles which just because you know of titties right etchy <laughs> <laughs> etchy dude when i got that when i got that super rare wedding dress <laughs> that's that, again that's right up your alley of who right you are isn't it it, it goes it goes Crowd, it goes whatever is the closest thing to a support type class, right? And then fan service, <laughs> and then everything else under that is whatever. Well, again, great nature's just fit. like Narakami's. I don't think that was a sh- again, we'll do short, sword and shield, right? Like, great nature's was a shield kind of deck, and you were that fits your style very much. Yes, Narakami's was a sword deck, and you were not a sword. I did, like, I be just, honest, yeah, right? No. Like, you would be like, okay, let's kill everything, and you're like. Wait a minute. Hack <laughs> that up. I, I, I want to keep that one alive. <laughs> like, your field control was not as good in an attacking deck as it right. was in a defensive deck. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. My Narukami deck was good, but, like, oh, sure. when I played it, I just wasn't fulfilled like I was with That great was the nature. thing. is like, with Great Nature, I, I had more... I, I was more nervous playing against your Great Nature deck than your Narukami deck any yes. day of the week. Yes. Like, this guy... So, for me... Put a shield in my hand and you're done. <laughs> I did Gear Chronicle. First. You did Gear Chronicle first, which was overpowered as shit. That was the OP. What was that deck? That was a. That deck was just game. Like yeah, that was that was plot armor deck. It was just plot. That was just straight plot armor. Yeah. Like the the 
the Vanguard was just OP. Yeah. Like all its supports were just bonkers OP. Like right. I was like, is it? You were is, worried about the whole deck. You weren't yeah. worried about the Vanguard or the Rearguard. You were worried about everything. Right. You were just worried about it going just fucking time bonk. Because it was a it, it was a time time concept right. kind of deck. Like if it made it to a zero point, you were gonna lose. Yeah. Because it outlasted everybody. It was had attacked stronger than almost anybody. I was gonna say the only way you lost it in Gear Chronicle was if you just had a bad hand. That right. was it. Like that's the only reason why I'd ever lose in that game. I was just like I can't go to, I can't run grade three. I can't run grade, I can't ride to grade three anymore. Right. Like, I'm fucked. Right. But if I hit grade three, you are all direct. Right. Um, but the one that I really got really close to, it's sick, dude. Um, I think the deck that I was like more oriented to was Darker Regulars. Yep. I think I felt like that was my like calling card. Like you liked Gear Chronicles, but only because of like when you played Gear Chronicles. It was my was, first like, deck. I it, think it was that your first love kind of thing. Right. Know? Exactly. Like when you played it, people had fun. Don't get me wrong, but like it was always like, oh, who's gonna beat Steve this time? Like yeah. we gotta get it ready. And you'd be like, take me off the the hill, motherfuckers. Yeah. Like that was it. But when you played Darker Regulars, you were like, ah, you thought. I love that. Deck. <laughs> So that was a very vanguard oriented deck. Like yeah. You needed the you needed the right vanguard to play it. Um, I wouldn't say it was. It it, it almost works like how you play your magic deck, where it was just like so out of, like you see the engine revving. Yeah. Because like the whole concept of that deck it was like there's you, you stack your soul. Yeah. So like in vanguard, your vanguard had a soul. Mm-hmm. And it was just all the cards you read before. If you had another card skill where you just throw cards into the middle, yeah, to stack it. All that deck did was just stack the soul. Yep. So you just see literally, <laughs> literally, <laughs> like the vanguard just rise like, right. on a pile of cards. And then once it got to a certain level, it would become more and more destructive. Yep. Oh, you have ten in the soul. Now you're hitting for a crit every time. Right. You have fifteen. Now you can't guard. Like it was one of those things where it was just like. You're, you're, you're watching I, this all unfold. Can you stop it? I remember now, yeah. Because, like, the thing with... Another thing with Darker Regulars that made it, like, just so better for you was because, like, when you played Gear Chronicles, there was... It was a little too straightforward. You know what I mean? Like, you, you did the same yeah. thing every time. Yeah, it was it was robotic. Right. It was Gear, right? Yeah. Gear Chronicles. It was just, like, okay, I have all the pieces, and now it's time to auto... It was, like... Right. Autoplay. Boop, 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 boop. Exactly. But when you played Dark Regulars, you had such a wider way of winning. You had that one card. What was it? Is that? Am I thinking of the right one? Where it's like you get an extra turn, or no? Just, that was Gear. That was Gear Chronicle. That was the extra so, turn. One. So what's the one where you got to take the other person's turn? You remember? It was like uh, it was like a Gear Four, but it was like a really shitty. Oh, it was a Gear Three that uh, a lot of people never played because it was like I might be thinking of a different. You uh, might be one. thinking of a different deck. Yeah. This one was like you would see me stack my soul. Yeah. And like my deck was really fun. Yeah. It was so much fun because like I was like my rear guards were important. It was either like I'm gonna play this card, now I could slide two soul in. Or it's like I put this card on the field and now guess what? You can't guard with zeros with this card. Yeah. My soul is so high. Like it's so high my rear guards are getting both are getting buffs. Right. You know, and it was one like my two trump cards, because like in Vanguard the the Vanguard that we played, you'd have great force, which you can call once per turn. Yeah. It wasn't like your end all card. It was just like, all right, here is your grade four for the turn. Go. Right. Like make your big make your big plans happen. Right. And so for for yours, it was again like just like just start stacking the rear guards. Just give them like a shit ton of power. 
And then I think one of them was like, you can't guard with like zeros or something. Yes. Like that. Mine, it was like, okay, am I ready to call my grade four? No. I don't have 15 in the soul. Right. I, I can't get to 15. Go ahead. Take your turn. <laughs> so, so, but if I did, it was one of two things. It was like this one guy who, his name, it was Gilderay. That was his name. And it was literally like your end, end game. Because it was like, if you have seven, you get a crit. If you have 10, they can't guard with perfect guards. If you have another, if you have 15, you have another crit. So I'm swinging for three. Yeah. Like, you better yeah. have two damage. Once you get to six damage, you're dead. Right. Right? And I'm like, okay, if you're at three damage, you have to guard this. Right. Do you have... You don't have grade zeros. Do you have like 20 grade twos and it was, grade it ones? Was a, yeah, it was one of those things. It was kind of... It was a little less straightforward because like the way you had to develop the soul and like manage. Yeah. Because that, that deck was very like you're running out of cards. Right. But you were putting... But you put more thought into it because you had to time how fast you filled your thing. Because yeah. if you went at it, you were like, just put as many cards in my soul as I can. You I'd deck run out. out of, I'd deck out. Right. I'd run out of cards in hand to defend. Like right. it was a lot more thought process to it. Right. But I also like had to work around that. And I was like, let's play this card where like if I go too fast, right. I could just take like I leave thirteen cards in the soul, take everything else, and put it back in my right, deck. Right. Yeah. Okay. We're refreshed. Right. Which would ultimately like stack my deck. Right. Because if I'm putting everything in the soul and I played that card, I'm like, oh crit, crit's going back in, crit's going back in, heal, crit, heal, crit, right. all in my deck. I wonder what my trigger is gonna be. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> like that. What's the What's the one where I think it's the one Chris played where it was like you scry. You look at the top cards of your deck like you always know what's in your, like on the top five. No, cards. that was mine. That was Oracle Think. That was oh yeah, so Oracle OTT. Oh yeah, that was fuck that so one. So that one you would literally just be like, okay, you you'd get to a certain point. You'd literally just draw, draw, draw. It's heavy defensive, like super tanker deck. Super. And you get to a point where you're like, okay, I want to check. I'm going to check the top card. Uh, I'm going to put that on the bottom. <laughs> right. That's a shit card. I was like, is that a crit trigger or a heal? No. Well, they right. had a, that and Genesis. That was the other one where you would like, take a look at the top four. Now, stack your triggers. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was like, because like when you, for, for those of you who don't know, when you, so when you swing in with Vanguard, Vanguard. With, with your Vanguard, you get to pull the top three cards off the top of your library and some of your cards were special cards like crit trigger draw so these were the stand. grade zeros so yeah. grade zeros were only meant to be used as trigger points right so if we think about it in real life it's like that person setting you off right. if you pulled that zero that in that non-existent like doesn't mean anything to me card except for when i he triggers me yeah you'd have like a crit trigger which would add an extra damage to me. yes so again if i had like three crits on like on like a already a two crit i would have sweet at one point i could swing to end the game yes <laughs> like yes <laughs> you take this damage you're drawing six like right i and i think that's again why i played narukamis and great natures because those are the two decks where it's like do you like thinking no play these two decks yeah <laughs> narukamis was purely it's whole the whole game plan was like maybe you don't get triggers maybe you don't get jack shit but if you're playing narukamis you guarantee you get plus two crits yeah. <laughs> like just off of the gear four. Anyway, so uh, your Genesis, you were on Genesis, I believe. Yeah, Genesis OTT. So like the same. They were like defensive. Well, Genesis broke the game. Yes. Isn't that funny? Like, yeah, I know. The title, the title of a uh, of that clan is like the the first book of the Bible is like Genesis. It broke the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it broke the game. It did because they 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 broke the logic. Yeah. Where you can like it. It became. 
something wh which is why I don't like magic. It became an infinite loop. You were able to infinite loop and just win. Yeah. Like they would like you would get to ridiculous numbers. So like for me, with my darker regulars, I was hitting stupid numbers too. I was hitting like fifty thousand. 53,000, like, something where you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. But was, these guys were hitting, like, if they wanted to, they could go up to, like, 100K. Yeah. And you just sit there waiting for them to just, like, I hated playing those guys. Because, again, it was a meta deck at the time. It broke the game. Mm -hmm. And you'd either, do the guy, you'd either play with the guy who was like, okay, I just want to end this because I just, I win. Right. Or you deal with the guy who's like, yeah, let's see how high I can keep going. Right. And you just want to throw. you just like, I, I call. I'm right. Like, Fold game. I'm done. Yeah, like, you win. I don't it, care. I don't want to see this anymore. That was the reason why we got out of Vanguard. Because they came out with those that deck and then uh, what's called uh, Deep uh, Cassie's deck. The, the Pirates. Oh yeah, seven C's. Seven C's. Uh, and the gear two grade. Uh, the gear Grand two blue. Grade. Yeah, grand blue gridlock. That was that was. So they had the grade one. So they had a grade one gridlock. But that that deck was meta without it too. I had a friend who played it, and he played it throughout. And I mean, that's why he he was he was probably the one of the best Vanguard players I ever played. Yeah. We would literally go to like Denny's at like two a.m. <laughs> just to play. Yeah. And it would be like. If I want to really try and beat his his it was meta we I mean we had every deck pretty much but like yeah. it was meta versus meta yeah so his main deck was like dimensional police ah which was like we, you know no one yeah. ever touched that usually no one it was ever the touched fun, that it was the fun like oh you are a uh, you are a Transformers <laughs> right. um, mobile suit Gundam kind of guy yeah that was it yeah so that was his like <laughs> that and then he also played the T Rex one. Is that the one with the football players? No, no that's Spike Brothers. Um, it was in. It was. It was a red deck. Oh. Oh, Kagero. No, no, it was. Because um, I remember Kagero, Narukamis, and then probably there was another third red one. There was three of every color. There was three gray, three purple, three green. What? Tachikaze. So oh, that was yeah. like literally just dinosaurs. Like the other dinosaur dragons, ninjas. That one was dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, Dinosaur Ninjas, actually. <laughs> no, Nuba Thomas was the ninja. Oh, Nuba, there were a bunch of, oh, there's so many decks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there were, there were a lot. But that was cool, because, like, again, it catered to you. Every time I saw someone play a deck, I was like, I know who they kind of are now. Yeah. Like, I'm learning who they are, and the way they played. I'm learning how who they are as a person. Exactly. <clears throat> and we'll get back to game theory with, like, the psychology, because that ties in really big. Mm -hmm. But, like, my friend and I, we would literally, like, that was when I was able to play Gear Chronicles and just go super meta. Yeah, because it was meta versus meta. He'd play his. He built a a, a grand blue deck that beat all of the level ones because he can actually go to three mm -hmm. and just fucking wreck shop. So like you had to play the game against him. Yeah, is what he was telling you. He's like, no, you can't play this bullshit gridlock system shit. Like, I I I will beat you. Right. You you have to you have to play the actual game to beat me, which was really fun. Whoa. And then yeah. we get to like, like I said, he'd have it, like the meta fucking grand blue, and I'd my meta gear chronicles. And then after we go through like three rounds of that, yeah. of who's more meta, right? <laughs> we'd go, okay, let's play our favorites. And then like, I would probably, I would usually, so he'd usually win the metas. I would usually win everything else because I was like, ah, my deck regulars is like my main main, like right. When I'm when I'm not sitting here doing the most meta bullshit in the world, right? Well, I that was it, dude. We're playing an actual game. We it was just like. It was just two supercomputers, two AIs just going through it, just going through the rounds when we played super meta like that. It was legit like, all right, do your turn, and we'd wait. Like you, you, we have it down to like a timing. Like we'd be eating in between. 
Yeah. He's just doing his thing. I attack. All right. I take. Like, as I'm eating a goddamn steak. Like, I take. Go ahead. Like, keep running your shit. Let me, just let me know when your turn ends. <laughs> right. Like, we know how this goes. Let me know when you, when I finally start my turn. It was uh, like, it was that. It was like, who's more lucky? It was literally when we played Meta Meta. Right. Um, but yeah, when it came to Dark Irregulars versus like, because that wasn't his main either. His main was, like I said, Dimensional Police or Tachis. Yeah. I always wrecked his shit, dude. That was the one thing about Vanguard that I think I love the most. It's kind of the reason why I don't like Magic either, right? Because, like, Vanguard, it wasn't about what was meta or what was really good. It was about who you are as a player. Right? Yeah. It was because, like, if you what you like was what you liked. And you could make a good deck out of it regardless, just like Magic. But it was less like, in Magic, there's the five colors, right? Yeah. If you're a blue player, I don't want to be your friend. <laughs> right? But if you're a green and red player, you and me could get along. Yeah. <laughs> right? So it's, but, like, it's different. It, it's, it's similar Well, that was that the aspect. thing, too, is, like, there was a ranking system in Vanguard, but you knew that. Like, it was, it was more cookie cutter. Yeah. So, like, if you're playing a deck that wasn't going to win as much... I kind of knew who you were. You were the underdog in your life. Yeah. Yo, you're, you're the guy who's like, I'm going to show you guys that I could win with, with fucking great, or great natures wasn't great. Natures became meta at one point. After they came out with that new, uh, the new Panda professor or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, professor big belly. What was it? Like mega colony. <laughs> mega colony. I don't really yeah. like that one. Cause it was a bug deck, but like, that was one of those where you saw it. You're like, Oh, this guy is trying to be the underdog. Like, right. The, the hero out of the fucking woodworks. Like he's the, he's the Shino. Right. Like the quiet type who's just yeah. he's he's OP. Oh shit. I mean you tried I tried to make Mega Colonies work. The issue with Mega Colonies was like the to make the deck work and it would work, you needed like three hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> it, it had a high it had a high value jump to it where it was like if you built you couldn't build just a mediocre mega colony. No. It had to be met it had right. to be like textbook. Meta. You, and you could you could build a, a budget like great nature deck. Like yes, the, yes, you can. Like, binoculars, tigers, and crayon tigers. Well, they started coming out with the reprints so people could start playing those decks yeah, more, too. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Because those decks weren't getting as much love. They were like, oh, because, you know, it became a supply-demand thing, right? They were like, oh, because these cards are so in demand for just great nature, because they are staples, um, we're going to hoard them. Right. And they went, okay, we'll reprint. Fuck you guys. Right. We want people to enjoy this. Right. That was that. That happens in a lot of card games. Though. I know, and that's why Vanguard was like one of my favorites. Cause like, you had the types like me that did want like just the shiniest deck. Cause I was that into the game. Yeah. But then there's the people who were like, I just want to see this deck out, holy, right. and not have to pay out the nose for it. Like, okay, I'm, reprint, reprint. Right. Cool. And that, and then again, that was also before you, we, anyone was really into like just like, you know what, cards are getting too expensive. We're just gonna print proxies. <laughs> well, that was like a part of our lives too. True. Because that was what kept us. Again, I don't think we would have had as much fun if we had something to. It was just one of those things. If we started getting bored, yeah. You want to play a game? Yeah. Literally, we'd just be like, we'd be at like Maddie's house, or we'd be at Chris's, and like we'd all hit that like peak boredom where we we're like, we don't want to play Monopoly. We were already tired and like. Right. Like we'd, what's we'd what's a game we play could play in like fifteen minutes? Right. Just play a quick Vanguard game real quick, just to reset the mind, refresh it, get it going. Like right. it stimulated a lot of that like intelligence in us and Honestly. intellect. Honestly, yes. And it was at a baseline level where we can play it and not be like, oh my god, I have to. That was the problem with Magic for me is like I have to think a lot. 
which is not a problem, but I have to get myself prepared to think a lot. Yes. Now, for Vanguard, it wasn't because you're like, I know this deck so well. It's a 50-card deck. Mm. I know it so well. I don't need a lot of brain output to play it, but it still stimulates the thoughts. Okay, do I guard? Do I not? Like, right. Like, that, that was, that's why I started playing Standard Magic on yeah. uh, MTG Arena. Because, like, when you play Commander, again, it's like 100 cards. 100 cards, dude. You're playing against Only four one or five, of each type. Right. Like, and you, yeah, only one of each type, right? And then, like, it's not... If you're... If you're like your deck's not built to basically like give you all the answers as fast as possible, then it's a lot of okay, take your turn and you do your whole thing. And then it's my turn. I draw a card. I go okay. I play land, tap five here. Go pass everything. It, it takes too long. It's yeah. it's so long and it takes so much effort. But Vanguard again was a nice sixty card deck. Or so it was fifty, and then you had sixteen in your in your in your G zone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ah. great great title for that honestly yes but like that was what i like about it. it was it was 50 cards you just played boom done that was it it wasn't like all right steve do you have the next two three hours available for this one game yeah right no exactly it and it was only like oh i'm gonna swing and you take now we got to calculate the damage right that's four attack are you gonna defend you're like no 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 it's just like i swing how much uh, just take it. <laughs> it's too much. It, it, there's a surprising amount of math in Magic now. <laughs> like, see, like, there was math in a different. That was the thing. There was a lot of math that was just like scatterbrain math in Magic. Yeah. And in, <laughs> which was fine because like once you kept track, it was easy. Right. But again, you'd have to be like you, your brain. You had to be mentally engaged to do that. Yeah. For Vanguard, you're like okay, the the numbers always added up easily. You're like eleven plus nine. It's like 20,000 plus, and anything that was a boost was either 5 or 10. So right. 25, 30. And if you didn't want to, if it was too high, you're like, do you have a perfect guard? Yeah. <laughs> like, it really came down to that. You're like, either you need, you either need like th- those defending cards, like those grade four defenders. Yeah. Or it was like, it was, do you have zero, do you have a heal trigger or, or perfect guard in your hand? Right. And so, again, that's why I like darker regulars, because like, I would be swinging at like 61,000. Mm-hmm. And like, everyone knew. It was just like, do you have either... I would literally like spell it out for people. I'm like, do you have three heal triggers in your hand? No? Do you have a perfect guard? No? You're taking Take damage. It. Take it if damage. you don't have those two, you're not, you're not going to burn 12 cards to try and defend those. There's Unless no you're point. playing Great Natures. <laughs> yeah. Even then, like... And that was the beauty of it. Because if you did take that risk of going, okay, one, two, here's 12 cards. Now you can't kill me. Well, all right, well, now you can't play your next turn that well. <laughs> you and, you're like, and you're like, yes, but... <laughs> Ah, blocked your goddamn. Move. I know. <laughs> like, that was oh, always the victory people was, had. They're like, "You didn't get me with that kill." I'm like, "I know, but you're really not gonna have a next turn." Because it was so, it was so satisfying to me to watch somebody go, "All right, build up, build up, build up, build up, swing in for a huge amount." And me, in, and if you did have a perfect guard, you were so glorious because you would just sit there and watch a build, build, build. You'd be like, mm, "Perfect guard." <laughs> yeah, you're like, "No, fuck that noise." Like, fuck, get the fuck out of there. That was the beauty, because, like, and I think that's why I love Darker Agus, because I know people would get little wins in that. Yeah. They're like, I fucking just guarded this huge fucking... I guarded his trump card, and, like, unbeknownst to them, it was going to happen next turn, too. Yeah, of course. It's obviously... It was the win, though. You were like, I actually defended one of these fucking onslaught waves. Like, amazing. Right. And I'm like... Well, that's... That's a win in your book. Right. I'm going to win this game, though, now. Well, that was was the thing with Vanguard. It was like, sometimes if you just outlasted the right deck, you were fine. Oh, yeah. Yes. And Dark Irregulars is is not not really one of those decks because you could reset and everything like that. But like, 
if you could just be like, all right, uh, Outlast, Outlast, G, G Guard. Yeah. All that well, that's stuff. why I think that's why Chris kind of fell off in a sense because we would start to learn how to Outlast his, his Aqua Force. Aqua Force. Because all yeah. it did was just like constantly attack. Right. And like you'd just be like, oh my God, like I'm just getting hit left and right. Like this is annoying. And now the, like the decks we played were just like built to tank. Right. Like, go ahead. Like, right. And you get to the point where he would go through his end game. And by the time he got there, he was depleted. Yeah. And we were just starting ours. Right. We were, he was just like, I swung in and I use all these cards. Just, yeah. I love Vanguard. It I did. I, it it's always going to be a part of me. That's for yeah. sure. Just like I, Power Rangers. Those, those days at De Anza, just uh, De Anza, <laughs> at your house, at Chris's. Like, we just wherever we were at, we were just like, we were literally like the main characters, like yeah. just pull it out of the school backpack, like let's go. We were like, that was it, yeah. Like literally, we like, hey, you want to be in the cafeteria? Yeah. <laughs> you, you'd even we'd even ask the second question. We knew it was gonna be implied. But like, there. It, there were even times where like it was like fucking Pokemon. Like I'd be walking to class, I'd be walking from class, and Chris would be walking to his car in like a random spot at the end, and we'd be like, <laughs> yeah, we'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> nearest table you guys go to the nearest table like, let's just do it out real we quick. did we i straight straight up one time we found like just uh like a like a brick like wall that was just a little shorter we pulled out game mats and we played we were like we were like trading card gamer kendall challenges you i have a gold paladin deck still it's it's half baked. I'm but. glad you do i was so sad when you fucking got stolen from they robbed you oh my god and they didn't even rob, like I. It would have been different if it was like Steve lost a fight and they stole his backpack. No, they these were these were fucking bitch ass motherfuckers that are like Steve is distracted for five seconds. Was, grab yeah, and snatch. I was so into the game, dude. Because we went to a we went to a regional tournament, and I was doing I was doing bonkers well. Yeah, I was doing so good, and I was like, let's go. Right. And that they stole like that that cut every like every momentum I had it cut. Yes. I was, was like, because like, I was on like, a win streak, I was like, let's go. My next game, I just didn't give two fucks. So we were, like, yeah, honestly, after you stole it, you, me, Addison, Cassie, we all just left. I defeated. I was, yeah, my mind was defeated. Like, I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. Right. Like, I still had another round. I could have gone. Surrendered. I know, I could have gone. I could have right. gone further, and I was just like, nope, don't want to do it. Did they ever arrest that dude? Did, like, I don't know if they Because I swear to God, if you steal cards, if you're stealing cards from, like, some random tournament or anything like that... That has to be at least two, three hundred dollars to a thousand dollars worth. Depends of Depends on how invested you were in the game, right? Right, but like if somebody stole my stuff, right, and got caught, that's at least three hundred dollars worth of stuff they stole. That's that's a felony, right? Yeah, yeah. I think after a certain after well, a certain amount, it's a felony. It becomes. Then if you steal my cards, it's still a felony. <laughs> no, that was the thing, like. The monetary value was less of a hit than it was of just like I was like I put so much time into it. By the way, yeah, that's you know, a whole. I was other like, I put so much time and love into this game, and like I built all these decks, and I was I loved playing every single one of them. Yes, like there wasn't one I was like, why did I build that? I was like, no, these are all fun decks to play. I just had my favorites. That was it. Right. For for that, I was just like, it was like someone stole a part of me. Right. And I was very not happy with that. Also, like, why do you even steal cards? I get it. I, I get it. But fuck you if you steal cards. Yeah. If you steal cards, do not ever talk to me. Well, I mean, just like it's I, listen. it's a collection that you create that you could play with. Right. It's, it's like, you, again, you're stealing a part of you. Like, just take someone's phone. 
Right. Steal my phone. I don't give a f- Steal my phone. I- Fuck it. I'll go get a new one. Well, Wait, you- funny you say that because someone did. And I was just like, okay, you were I'll like, just whatever. get another one. Right. You were like, I'm not, a- I'm not attached to this phone. You spent, you don't, you don't just build a deck in like 30 minutes. Like I just no. run down the Best Buy, oh. buy a new phone. Right. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. Fucking days. We would do research. We'd be like, okay, that synergizes well. That doesn't. And then we'd play test. And we'd be like, and we'd literally like, I mean, it was iron versus iron. And we'd be like, hey, like maybe we should take one of these out and let's put another one of these in your deck. And I think that'd be better for you. (laughs) Same for me. I'm like, that didn't synergize well. I need to start adding new pieces in. I need to. Or sometimes you just got crazy. Like Chris said, he was like, maybe if I just run three heal triggers (laughs) and an extra crit. When you were like blowing his mind and he was just like, maybe I just take out anything that's not heal and crit triggers and just run full crit triggers just to get to you. Uh, but like that's – like, and the other thing too is when you build a deck and you have a deck, right, you don't just build it and then go, cool, this is the best it's ever going to be. Sit down. A couple weeks go by, maybe a couple months go by, new cards come out. You make it better. You improve it. Yeah. You're putting time and effort. And then somebody – fucking steals it well that was the thing too is like why do we why did we build these decks we got drawn to these decks for some reason right we and i mean we made this rule within our group it was an unwritten rule but we were like no one runs the same deck right and it was fun that way because like you know we all saw who we were and we went kendall is a great nature guy right like and those those cards became like your personality and vice versa right like you put in energy into those cards and they put energy back into you they call me they call me Black Kaiba. I could run to the car right now and pull out my briefcase. You know I have it on me. <laughs> you know I got that on me. I don't I'm never caught lacking, all right? So that was that. Um Yeah, I mean like like I said, the card game you play just shows who you are. Yeah. And and within that, the clan you played in that right. showed exactly who you were. And that mentality again. So tell me how that how that ties into game theory, though, right? Yeah, I was gonna get back. So this is all psychology we're talking about. Yes. Right. So if we take if we know all of this information, mm-hmm. it makes this part more bio, like robotic to where it's it's. So you're taking it back to the rock paper scissors things, right? So it's like if you have all this information, you know they're more likely to pick rock. Well, it becomes an art of war thing, right? If I know myself and I know my enemies. Listen, I, know, I didn't read the art of war. Well, here's, here's a very simple one, simple premise from it, and it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. If I know my enemy, yeah. and I know myself, yes. I will know the result of our battle. Yes. Same thing. Mm. Ah, mm. Okay, no? I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you because you're right. I give it to you because I that is a big thing in how I play, right? When I no, play, that's just that's just a general thing of right. art, of the art of war. Yes, right? Because if I know, and that was why we played each other all the time because we knew each other so well, it became a game theory. It became just basic game theory, right? Because our psychologies were negated at this point. We knew, we knew each other that well. We knew our decks that well. Mm-hmm. It became a game theory thing. It was a thing of like making the right, smartest choices in the situation of me playing your great nature versus playing my darker regulars. Right. You knew what you had to do. You knew that, that it just became straight game theory. Yeah, I would just ask for water. I just tried oh. to do it super subtly. <laughs> it failed. I just didn't know what you were asking for. I just was like, water. Um. <laughs> you okay? Yes. It went perfect. Like I caught it, dude. It just went. 
Right in the boob. Right through the heart. Dead. All right. So this. <laughs> if we want to, it, it can It comes down as like a, a pyramid of of priority. Right. Because game theory is very basic. It's very easy to understand. Okay. Because it is. I mean, like I said, use a rock paper scissors as use of coin flip as it. Right. We can use this as a game theory concept. Mm-hmm. 50-50 chance. Yes. That's as easy as it's going to get. Yes. That's the luck base. That's game theory right there. Mm-hmm. Now, everything before that, that's psychology stuff, right? Like, now we're getting into the information gathering of everything. Yes. Right? That becomes the next step. Because if I don't know the game and I don't know all of the components of the game, then I can't I can't induce my game, my theory of the game. Right. Right. I need to know all components. It's like... It's like um, Variables, right? I need to know all of the variables. Right. What are the what are the controlled ones? What are the ones that are constant? And what are the variables that I can understand to the best? It's limiting the amount of usage in your brain to be like, okay, I don't have to focus on the constants because they're always going to be constant. Gravity is always going to be nine point eight meters per second. Right. Right. I don't have to worry about that concept anymore because mm-hmm. it's a constant. Yes. It becomes a thing of like now it's just like I've minimized what I have to know because everything else is constant. Now I just have to focus on the variables. And then it becomes a thing of deducing which variable is more important to focus on. Yeah. That's more of a psychological thing. Yeah. Right? Okay. In poker, like, they say you don't play the hand, you play the, the person. Yes. It's true. What reads can I get off of this guy just by seeing him, him play? Oh, man. Like, oh, his eye twitched when, you know, he called. Is that a bluff tactic? Or is, you know, is that like a subconscious bluff that he's doing? Or is that like a sub like this- and I need to say, this is why if we ever do build that D&D campaign, it's going to be so hard to play as Steve play Steve as a character because I'm going to be over here like I have to intentionally mislead him just so I can get him to mislead him. Like, like sorry. No, I, that was, I, I did that wrong. I have to intentionally mislead him just so I can get Steve to follow the mission. Like, it'd have to be like, a man serves you tea. How does he serve you tea? What kind of tea is it? What's oh, his body sure. language and everything like that? And I'd have to sit there like, okay, now I have to make <laughs> him look suspicious I just so he'll it. follow him. Would I be a nightmare for like the game for the you? You would master. You wouldn't be a nightmare because I also understand that in Dungeons and Dragons, compared to any other game, is that game takes more into account who you are than most games. Because like, if I needed you to do something, I don't need to be like. Okay, there's a reward if you do this or that. I go, there's a child dangling from a rope, and there's a man about to kill it. Now that now I'm preying on your humanity. Do you let the child die? Right, <laughs> right, right, right. And then when you save the child, the child ends up being a demon. He tries to come after you. Right? Like that's why that's why you want to be the nightmare that you are when you play card games. <laughs> oh my god, with you. I love playing against you in any game. You are a fun component because you're competitive, but you're competitive in the fun way, not in the, you know why I'm here, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> what? Right. He's not, he's not here to win. He's out of here to have a good time. We need to do that D&D campaign one of these days. Yeah, I'm down. It's just hard. See, you I need to make your characters again. But <laughs> when you get good at learning the psychology of everything and you learn those variables... It becomes, it's a deficiency thing, right? And that's how you get better at stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're like, okay, like, what part of it is game theory? What, I haven't ha- hit top tier yet. I can't, I can't autopilot the rest. 
Yeah. So until I get my brain to be super efficient to it can autopilot psychology shit, mm-hmm. then I, I can't really go autopilot game theory because I don't know the whole game. Yeah. Right. We did this. We did this on one of the podcasts prior. You were like, okay, you're in a room, this and that. You gave me this. I little- gave you all the things. And, and by the way, you dissected that and you did really well. Yeah. I was trying to do a Kobayashi Maru on you. <laughs> you know, the, you know, Kobayashi Maru. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for Star Trek fans, that basic it's basically a test that they uh, that Star Trek is famous for, where uh, it's a test you can't pass because the whole point of the test is to make you experience fear or failure. That's the whole point. Of the, I was trying to I was trying to give you an um a pat a test you could never succeed in, so that way you would learn that like sometimes you fail in Dungeons and Dragons. But no, <laughs> he wouldn't accept it. He was like. I see your logic and raise you more logic. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and you were like, so I save everyone. <laughs> I save everyone and I find the bad guy. And I was like, well, I fucking guess. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, you Kayla would be hilarious at Dungeons and Dragons. I, watch. All right, I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get everybody on a Zoom chat. We're gonna do a Dungeons and Dragons online thing. Let's do Discord. They do it on Discord all the time. Discord, Zoom, all internet, all video chatting is now Zoom to me. You know what we need to do? I have no idea. I'm. I know. Well, what we could do? What I need to do? And get a PC. Yeah. We could stream it. We could. Any of them. Um, yeah. Well, cause I, yeah, we could. I just, again, I get why we haven't done it, and that's because I haven't texted everybody being like, hey, I have a campaign ready. Do you guys want to make your own characters, or do you want me to make them for you? <laughs> good. I, I need help with the story. I had a really good, I had a really good opening D&D thing, right? You guys, remember I told you you were going to come to a giant island during a festival. It was going to be a whole thing. But I don't know how to get the team together. <laughs> well, I knew how, but it's the whole thing. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> I digress. I have an idea. Okay. But game theory, it's from what I, from what it sounds like, is it's less. I'm a statistic based player. Just uh, did you give the example about the share? Yeah. Oh, <clears throat> yeah. So on the basis of like, you seen you seen Squid Games? Yeah. Okay. So I was t- we, we were off camera talking about, um, so this is a communication thing, right? So mm-hmm. this deals with like a psychology in a sense, but it's communication. And so we, I, I was in this class where the professor put us into pairs. Mm-hmm. And so there's a $1,000 in the pot. Okay. And you have 10 rounds. So $1,000 each round. Mm-hmm. And you can either share. and or put, So if you and your partner both share, you split the pot. If you steal, they share. You steal the pot. Vice versa. If you both steal, nobody gets the pot. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you, we had five minutes to get to know our partners. So, we knew them from class for like maybe a week or two. And then we got to like ask questions, get to know who they were. Like, you asked whatever question. Literally, it was just like, take five minutes to just talk, chat. Right. So, like, I just asked questions of who they were. I'm like, oh, what kind of music do you listen to? This and that. Like, let me get to know who you are for this it's a game. Yes. Let me get to know who you are for this game that we're playing. Yes. What are your top five emojis? <laughs> and 
And my deduction was they seem like someone who would rather share than steal. Yeah. So my first premise was, okay, I'm going to share. And I shared, she shared. And it was perfect. We both got our half. Yeah. And we, I was like, okay, let's, for me, I was like, there's no doubt in my mind that she'd probably share again. So we kept doing that. On the last round, he was like, okay, this one, the pot is like, if you steal it, you get more. And then you get $500 more. So you get the whole thousand. Yeah. And he gave us like another minute to like, kind of like, not talk about it, but like, kind of like gauge each other. And again, I shared and she shared and, you know, we both made out with 5,000. Mm-hmm. So, so game theory. So this is why this deals with game theory. Yes. Because in this in this concept, the max you can real realistically get is ten thousand. Yeah. The, the probability of that is in like infinitesimally low. Yeah. And I told Daniel this: unless you're dealing with someone who's just an, like I, oh, I don't want to say idiot, but just for whatever reason, just doesn't know how to not steal. <laughs> the only time I ever stole. Yeah. Well, okay. So, so this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Game theory. So there was a group that the guy just stole. First turn, steal. So he got $1,000 his first turn. And his partner was not too happy with it, obviously, because yeah. they shared. Yeah. And then the next one, they went, maybe that was just a last judgment. You know, maybe he was just testing the, the waters out. Mm-hmm. Whether they shared or stole, it wasn't going to matter. Because this guy was going to steal again. Yeah. And so this, so let's say that person shared. So now this dude's up two thousand. Mm-hmm. The same time you've developed this, now you've developed this cognition of like this guy's not gonna, this guy's not gonna share one bit. No. So now it's it breaks down into two thoughts for you. Do I steal and let this asshole get nothing? Yeah. Because he has already stolen from me twice. Mm-hmm. Or do I just keep sharing because I'm gonna get zero anyways? I would steal. Right. Right. Oh, then a lot of people did. Mm-hmm. So this guy who. If this person was very was that submissive, mm-hmm. which no one really is, no, because people are very people hold vengeance <laughs> to a pretty high regard. Listen, vengeance, I get it; it's not healthy, but my God, don't tell me it's not satisfying. It's one of those things like <laughs> "fuck you, fuck" or "fuck me, fuck you," right? Right? Fuck you, fuck me. So most times, this guy, I don't, I, I didn't see a scenario where this person was like, "I just submit." You could take it all. Right. I don't care anymore. Right. Right. That person, that says a lot about this person already. Yes. Where even in just this game, I'm like, I'm worried for this person. Right. Right. Because either they're just like a saint. Right. Or they just really, they just, they just, you're just like, you need a hug. Right. Right. That's what I was, that's what I thought. But if this person's like, steal, 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 fuck you too, right? You lose. Ultimately, you're gonna lose because me, who's made five thousand, and my partner, who made five thousand. Yeah, we didn't make the max, but we got optimally the best we could have gotten. Yeah. Right. Same. This person who tried to steal the whole way only got two, and now he's hated. Now, now on, on top of having less than what we have, and having and her, like my partner and I having a good, like a good relationship where I'm like, I could trust you now. If I have someone I need to trust, I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna go to you. Yeah. That guy is the opposite. We went, oh, that guy stole from the get, and no one wants to be with this guy. No. And he has less money. Like, now, now he has less money than us, too. Yeah. All right, perfect. Um, like, there's that scenario, too, where it's like, you know, they share, 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 and the last one, the person steals. Same thing. That goes straight into our psychology. Right? Mm-hmm. So it works from, like, top up 
uh, top down, I mean, where you're like, okay, game theory is so basic here. Yeah. You have two options, A or B, right? But the psychology now and the aftermath that the psychology will lead you to can bring in a lot of consequences, right? Because had my partner stolen from me at the very end, I would have lost trust. Yes. And I would have been like, I don't know. If we kept going three more rounds, I probably would be very on the fence about shit. Yeah. But she didn't, so I have no reason to doubt. Right. So you, your partner, so you have, you have, I'm hearing two conditions right now. You have either extreme generosity where you both are like, let's share. And you guys come, both come out fairly on top. Or you have the option where you break that trust. And now it's a, it's a mental, com, like a mental fight where it's like, how do I ensure that I screw you over now? Well, it's a thing. So if we go straight game theory with it, right? My yours tastes so much better. I know, right? Cotton candy? Uh, Red Bull. Or Blue Energy. So game theory, right? I know if I wanted to ultimately become on top, my best bet would be to to share until probably rounds, out of 10 rounds, share until the second to last round. Yeah. So round nine, I'd steal. Mm -hmm. So now I'm at 4,000. I'm at 5,000 on round nine. Yeah. Where they don't know if I'm going to steal on the last round or not. Right. And so that becomes the 50-50. Now, I've, I've, I've weakened my odds on the last round by by jumping the gun on the ninth round. Mm -hmm. But it puts just enough doubt in their head because I've shared eight rounds prior for them to be like... Like, are you going to steal again now? Like, but you he just added stole. the clause, right? He added this rule where it was like, if this person steals then he's going to get more, which is going to put more doubt into your partner's head. Give me, give me, give me those chocolates. I want to try it. I want to test this. I want to test this. Play a little game. We got five chocolates here, right? It won't work with people we know, but yeah. It won't work with people we know? Not as much. Why not? Because we... Okay. No, no, tell me, tell me why not. Okay, well, why no, not. We'll, let's hear what the game is. Oh, we, I was just going to do that, but with five chocolates. Okay. But if you say it's not going to work, then let me tell you, let me show you well, some meta game theory. Well, I'll take all the chocolates. <laughs> so three and three. Three and three. So put, or we'll, yeah. All right. So we both put one in the pot. Uh -huh. Are we going to share or steal? Okay. Uh, on three? On three. All right. One, two, three, share. share. Okay. We each get one. All right. All right. We go again. All right. One, two, three. Steal. Okay. All right. One, two, three, steal. And that's how the result goes. So that's how, that's what you're explaining. I end up with three and you end up with none right now? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're doing with low numbers. Right, but yeah. at the same time. <laughs> but here's what I'm saying. If we kept going these rounds. Yeah. So let's say if we kept. Let's so do this, it again. This goes to nobody. If we kept going these rounds. Mm -hmm. we're, okay, go. One, two, three, share. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to keep stealing. Right. Oh, okay. I don't trust you. Right. But then. Because you're too chaotic. Yes. Now, you have created a chaos scenario mm -hmm. where I'm like, either way. And this I, is, I'm this only doing this because I'm, I'm, I'm getting confused. <laughs> that's why I did this. Now I understand. What? Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. We know each other so well. Mm-hmm. If this was a real scenario, if these weren't chocolates, if this was something like of mm. tangible value, then you could then you could trust I that I would share. I would yeah, share, you would. Right? Yeah, and I know that yeah. this is like a, and that's why I said this doesn't really work because it's low. Oh, because there's low risk. There's low so. value, and 
yeah, the risk of I'd rather us both be doing really well mm -hmm. than me taking from you and doing well on okay. my own. Okay, now I get why. Now, okay. I, I wanted, wanted to go like super like I'm going for a fucking ultimate win here. Mm -hmm. Like I would think either stealing the last round or stealing the second to last round would be the best optimization. And this yeah. is why. If I, stole the, if, if I gave you enough trust, let's say we go 20 rounds. Mm -hmm. 18 rounds I've been sharing. Mm -hmm. 19 rounds I say I steal. If you're not like me where I'm like, okay, I, right, if you have that like, second chance heart kind of thing which i usually do yeah <clears throat> I, i'm gonna play on that mm -hmm. i'm gonna play on that i'm like i think this guy would be a guy who would give second chances i'm gonna steal second second to last round and i'm gonna steal set last round mm -hmm. and if he shares both now i have right again we'll go back to 10 because easier numbers mm -hmm. but i'd have six thousand and then that's not including that bonus because that bonus throws everything into like a different state of mind because mm -hmm. if that person if the professor, if our little administrator goes, hey, last round, the person who steals gets double money, then it becomes a thing where it's like, no, he stole the round before. I see where he's already going with this. I've been ratted out kind of thing, right? Yeah. But if it was like the baseline all the way across, you'd steal second to last, put that doubt in their mind, last round, you're going to steal because your partner, you've built a lot of trust already, and they don't have distrust in you yet. They have doubt. Yeah. But those last two rounds... Are going to cause you to yes have six thousand over their four thousand right mm -hmm. and everyone else let's say everyone else shared everyone else is at five thousand you are just below the pact yeah i'm just above the pact and yet it shows our characters in a certain sense yes. i'm here to fucking win yeah and you just were the you were just the guinea pig that got eaten up yes right you are the predator and i am the prey but that develops two things that develops that you can't trust it, it starts to develop this thought in your head. Right. I can't even trust this guy who has shown me trust for 18 rounds in the last two. He didn't. Now I can't. I don't, I don't know who to trust. Right. Right. Yes. If, if I can't trust this guy who I trusted 18 rounds already in the last two, he just really just, just showed me that was some horse shit. I don't know. who. I can't trust nobody in this world. Yes. Now you create this psychology for yourself where you're like, okay. Nobody. I'm not going to trust anybody. I'll share first round. The moment I see a steal, I'm stealing now. So you've, you've shortened your, your tolerance to, to doubt. Yes. Where you're like, okay, I'm not even doubting this anymore. They stole once. Ah, no. We're not playing this game, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and for me, I've painted a target on my back. Oh, that dude steal, stole the last two rounds. How dare you? Exactly. But if, if, if this whole group knows this, knows this information, yeah, then not only do you know I'm distrustful, mm -hmm. these people at least have a sense of doubt. Yeah. If not, distrust as well. Yeah. So now I have just isolated myself. I put myself on this pinnacle, and at the same time, I am now I have now this big target. Yeah. Nobody wants to be like if this if this was gonna go again, these guys would probably want to partner with themselves. All the way across because they're oh they have the habit of sharing all the way through yeah and i don't yes and now it's like it becomes this thing of he like i said this one's too chaotic and so actually these two create this little bubble for themselves where it's n no one wants to partner with either one this guy got burned it's not because he's gullible or anything like that but because he got burned i don't know if he's holding like this this chip on his shoulder and I can't trust that. Yeah. So not only does the distrust in this 6,000 guy go, but it goes into the 4,000 guy because 
again, not because you that guy played the fool, but it's because of the aftermath of what that playing the fool turns him into. Yes. I'm getting a lot of information on this episode and I love it. <laughs> Cause I'm just I'm just hearing this and I'm like, if we ever do this D and D thing, I swear I'm gonna I'm gonna like men- make you all suffer mentally so bad. I'm gonna so in distrust and I like <laughs> mental challenges. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so this is all game theory though. Yes. Right? But this is like that next level. This is like game theory level two. Yeah. Right? Because it's not just the game anymore. Because now we can go into like this like mini si- like physics term, but it's superposition. Yeah. Right? It's it's Schrodinger's cat. Everything's entangled into this idea of game theory. So the psychology itself is. We go into game number two. This is why I bring in Squid Games, right? Yeah. Right? The main character... Is the is a five thousand share 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 until I die share 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 guy. Yeah. And the guy he he was partnered with at first was a childhood friend, and that dude was was the six thousand guy. <laughs> Your cat's being too cute. <laughs> come here, come here, oh you come here, So the other guy. Remember his his childhood friend who went in debt because he like he fucked up in the stock yeah market in the Korean stock market. Oh, those Koreans. He's he's the six thousand guy who is like optimizing his shares and steals. Yes. Like he's not pertaining to one. He's like okay, share, share, share. Okay, this guy has no value anymore. Steal from him, and I'm gonna move to this bigger group and share, share, share. These guys have no more value anymore. Steal from them, and they start creating this. He's created a, I mean, he created a huge target in his back at the end of the show, at the end of the show, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. No, I know, you're... I'm just being me. Yes. Please keep being you. So, now, okay, so then what do you do with that guy when he has the target on his back? Do you share with him still? No. Like, well, that's why that guy did. He did, and it worked out, because he was just, like, that's where the one variable we can't control is that chaos variable, luck. Right. It's chaos. So the then what's, chaos what's the most optimized solution for that then? Share. It is sharing? Yeah. Why? Well, again, you're building a good sense of trust. It, it goes beyond the scale of points. Right. So it's like, it goes, it's like sharing is better for whatever comes after this moment. Yes. Okay. Even, even if you're a deceptive person, mm-hmm. share until you can't. I got it. Oh, okay. Yes. So Charity. it's like if, if these ten rounds represented like the like a uh, Squid Games, right? Mm-hmm. This dude shared, 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 and tried to share until literally it was just not an option anymore. Yeah. So even if he was like just bat like dastardly like con- like cunning, yeah. To where that was gonna get him to where he was going. I'll just share, and then at the very end. I was going to kill him anyways. It didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because he was the last one standing. Yeah. So that's the only time it would really matter. Right. The, the steal at that point. Or just to continue sharing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's... So I would say, like, sharing is probably going to get you super far. But in a lot of a lot of animes or mangas that I've been reading, mm-hmm. like, it's not sharing blindly. It's sharing with the idea that I might have to steal at one point in time. And this is where we get into the art of war. It is. Because that's your trump card, right? Like, that steal is your trump card. That's going to boost me above everyone else. This move is going to have to project me 
Like, like I said, it's going to paint a target on me. Mm-hmm. So how big do I want this target to be? And is that worth the benefit? See, I got to say this now. This is off topic, but I had the same thought yesterday. I didn't say it. And now you're doing this and I'm having the same thought again. So the book I'm reading right now, uh, the main character is this uh, girl named Aaron, right? When you meet Aaron, she does a lot of like what exactly pretty much what you do. So she's an innkeeper. You're a bartender, right? You're both learning people and everything like that. But what makes this moment really show this uh, parallelisms between the two of you is she's uh, like exactly like you said. People come up and they're like distrustful and they steal whatever, but she still shares, 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 shares. And now, like you said, she has that whole trust thing built up. Yeah. And then at the, I think on the last book just now, she just goes, you guys really thought I was an idiot this whole time? You guys thought I was an idiot this whole time? I was planning. Yeah. And it turns out she's a genius. Yeah. But yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's, she's she's prioritized her values. Right. It goes into game theory. And chaos theory, in a sense, which is also interesting because she was a she's a master chess player in the book. So, I don't doubt it. No, no, no. That, like actual like character development wise, chess is like her fucking thing. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying like now I see it. She like she knows game theory like you know game theory. Yeah, but yeah, five minutes. Five minutos. Um, five minutos. That's the thing. I can't even bust a nut in that time. <laughs> I said that. <laughs> so that game, like that little game that we played, yes, with the chocolate, pick priority. Yes, because I would do one thing too, honestly. And this is like a weird back ass. I would if if I dealt with someone I knew was gonna steal the whole time. Yes, if you were dealing with Dark Kendall, I would probably share. Still, yeah. Oh, here's why. <laughs> why? Because. Tell me, tell me your secret. Here's here's the thought process behind it. Mm-hmm. If I, so first round you steal, I share. Yes. So you get your one thousand, I get my zero. Mm-hmm. I've learned that I cannot trust you already. Yes. I'm like, okay, there's a lot of doubt here. Mm-hmm. I will share again. You get another one thousand. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Okay, so I, I have- now I have two options here. Yes. If I steal, I show that I hold grudges. Yes. And that that no. chip on my shoulder. No, I can't trust you. No. Okay. That's not even it. Because that's, that's probably what you were expecting at this point. If you were okay. smart enough to know, maybe like, okay, so you steal, steal, I share, share. Yeah. And we're in, again, it's us two, but there's other pairs around us that are going to know our result. Yeah. If I started stealing here mm-hmm, on the third round you, and we both get zero yeah that shows who i am yeah in terms of oh he doesn't want anyone to benefit yeah so if he's going down he's taking everyone down with him oh so then it would be smarter for me to share that. <clears throat> as you yes if you were smart enough to recognize that yes but for me i'm just gonna share anyways yeah because it, like what's it gonna oh benefit? i'm getting what's yeah. it gonna benefit me if we both get nothing. Right. This guy's just very greedy. Right. So I'm then, not gaining anything. I'm not losing anything. Yeah. Because I didn't start with $1,000. Right? right. We didn't start with 500 The pot was just $1,000 already. Right. So if I just start stealing, if I just start stealing, I'm just, I'm really just saying, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck. Right. And people know that I have that fuck you in mind. Right. If I shared, no one, no one will ever recognize that 
that is something I can comprehend. Right. You know what I mean? That is something. Because yeah. if I shared, 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 what if, like, let's say, like, round 100, they're like, okay, in this one, if you steal, like, you take everything. Right. Or you get nothing. Right. Yeah. I'll build this idea where, like, or we switch partners. And I switch with someone who also shares. Now I'm with someone who shares. I've just built this, like, sure, my value is still low, mm-hmm. but I have built so much more trust. It's like a, it's like a hidden value, right? Yeah. This hidden value of sharing has gone so high. Mm-hmm. No one's going to ever expect me to steal. Right. So when the time is right to steal, mm-hmm. I can make that call. Yes. And no one would see it coming. Right. But, okay, and so I'm, I'm getting it now. So then in, in, as your opponent, right, my best move would be to still share with you so that way I can possibly gain your trust again. And so that way I, when that gets to that point of no one seeing it coming, then I, can, I have a better idea of what you move you might make at that point. Well, that's the thing, too. And we did saw it in in uh, Squid Games as well. That character, that one chick who stole the dude's money when he had to pay his rent, and they yeah. went into. This. They both ended up in Squid Games, right? Yeah. She was a stealer. Mm-hmm. She stole, 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 but she dealt with a guy who shared, shared, shared. Yeah. To the moment, to the point where it was like, why? You know, she was like, "Why are you this nice? Is it nice? Is it? Do you feel bad for me? Like." She didn't know how to think. Yeah. So at a certain point, her it changed her mind to like going from steal, steal, steal. Oh, why is he still giving when I'm stealing? Yeah. He's you know waiting what? for I something. I think we should start sharing because there's no ill intention in this anymore. Exactly. Yeah. This guy's not going to not share. Right. Right. So like for you, if you stole first two, it, it becomes a thing of like that goes into like a chaotic state now mm-hmm. because... I don't know what to read. But if I stay constant, yeah. all I have to watch is the variable that's changing. Right. All, all you have to watch is the uncertainty in my eyes. That's it? Yeah. Okay, if I keep sharing... Oh, no. He is a stonewall Jackson. Like, he's not moving from this. No no facial expression change. No change in his character. He's just going to steal, steal, steal. Now I know that he is a constant, too. Yes. So now I've just deduced two things that I thought were variables. No. I've made myself a constant in sharing. You've made yourself constant in stealing. Yes. And then anything in between, I can learn the patterns. Yeah. Okay, this guy steals, steals, shares. Steals, mm. steals, shares. There's yeah. a pattern here. Even if he doesn't notice it, I'm noticing his habits. Yeah. Man, he doesn't recognize that he steals twice, shares once. Okay. I could capitalize on this and really utilize it when I need to. Yeah. If I want to really like, like take advantage and like try and regain my advantage, I'll steal on his shares. Yeah. But then that would create, and that's the problem. This is where it goes into chaos theory, right? If I, if I start tracking your pattern, you're going to try and change your pattern. Yeah. It's just inevitable. If that's right. That's if I know the psychology of why you're playing the game Mm -hmm. and it it ends up being, okay, what's optimized for him. That's giving him his best role is still, still share. Mm -hmm. And I drop a bomb on you that changes your whole thing. Then you go, okay, I have to switch tactics because that tactic didn't produce the results I was expecting anymore. So let's go steal, steal, share, share, steal, or you know what I mean? Or let's go three steals, one share. Yeah. Let's go four steals, one share. Let's yeah. go three steals, two shares. Let's mix it up. Do it all. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's the hard, and I think Maybe. the constants are always going to be the, if you could figure out someone's constant pattern, mm-hmm. 
And that even but means, then that brings us back to chaos theory with the whole like is if someone if you figure it out and they recognize it then they can swap and that brings us to chaos. So here's the thing with chaos theory and this is why game I love these two theories they go hand in hand in my head. So game theory chaos theory, right? We can deduce constants all the time. We start making things more constant and constant as the patterns start to show. Mm-hmm. So there's a pattern within your pattern. Oh. Every time I steal here, he changes his pattern. Yeah. But he has his same pattern changes. He's going steal, steal, share. Steal, steal, share. Oh, when that person stole on his share, he went steal, 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 share. Mm. So so now I'm starting to pick up these patterns. Yeah. Oh, if I steal again on this share, he's going to go four steals, one share. I've right. turned him into a constant pattern. Yes. So he's in the constants category. Yes. Right. The people who are just going to be the shares, they go here too. The yeah. people who are just going to be the steals, they go here too. Yes. And now I'm just deducing everything to be such a constant that I have less chaotic things to deal with. Right. Because they start going into here as I start to break them down as uh, we go longer into the rounds. Yes. So basically, the more the more chaos that interacts with chaos, then constants arise. So to be able to do this, though, to be able to get to this level, you have to know how to steal. Yeah. To the point, but at the same time, steal to the point where don't paint that target on your back yes. because then people are going to try and start deducing you and now you're compromising yourself to your opponent. Yes. So, uh, we gotta, I gotta, I don't know if I can wrap this up. (laughs) He's talking real highbrow concept right now. We, we are, we are in the trenches. (laughs) So no, we'll figure it out. (laughs) So for constants and so chaos, right? So, Within us, like being a constant is not the most ideal situation. No, you don't. It's yeah. good. It's a good start. It's a good right. start to be constant because then you can start seeing what are variables. Yes. Right. Because that's how we wanted to do those constants first. Okay. So this we, guy's an all share. Yes. Until I, until I figure out how to break him out of that constant, mm-hmm. I'm gonna label him as a constant for now. Yes. Because that can always change. Mm-hmm. But as of now, this guy's gonna be a constant. Guy A is a constant. So until, but I thought, okay, yeah. Right. Guy B is a constant. Unless, right, unless otherwise, these, or this is unless otherwise proven he is a constant. He's going to be a constant chaos. until he shows me. Uh, but that's the same thing. The red flag will already arise. Oh, this dude shared a million times. And for some reason on time, six, 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 six. Right, he yeah. stole. Yeah. Huh. All right. I'm going to put a little asterisk to that because he's still a constant now because he's still sharing. Mm-hmm. But there's that one lapse of steel. So he's, he's, he's near constant enough for me to not worry. Now, if it starts getting a little more chaotic, if he starts switching back and forth more, yeah. then I'm going to have to throw him back into the chaos. Ben, right, yeah. Now, for the people of chaos, you have to be a person of chaos. Yes. But it's how little you can emit that chaos. Right. Right. You, you want to be that guy. Who is share 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 steal on six 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 right? Because people would be like, that's just a blip in the system. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, huh? I wonder why they did that, but I'm not going to question it because he's just sharing again. Sharing, right. Sharing, sharing. Yeah. Same with the steal. Steal, 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 steal. Because he's still less... in the constant when he still steals. Yes. After that, right? Now, at the same time, when you share, 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 steal one in a one in a blue moon, right? Yeah. Then it's like one of those things where you're like. Is he chaotic? He's still on the good. Like, we're still aligning right. him good, though. Yeah. So, so he's steal, still constant. Yeah. 
I feel like it's, or here's the difference. When you do that with the share, I don't think people are going to doubt you as much. Yes. They're going to be like, Oh, I get it. Okay. It's just, yeah, a, yeah like, a, like I said, it's a blip in the system. But if you steal and you go steal, 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 share, mm-hmm. you're less likely to get looks. Yeah. But you already painted yourself as this big target. Yes. Anyways. Yes. That's why you have, you, you have minimized, you have not minimized that target as much as you've grown. A, you will grow less of a target from sharing and stealing very minimally mm-hmm. than stealing and sharing. Yes. Right. So the, the growth of this target is less so growth i gotta write this down in a math sense <laughs> growth of this target there's a couch surfing podcast where sometimes we're scientists <laughs> would be less than the minimization of this target yeah in that sporadic thing yeah but as that kind of thing you can start seeing which chaos is which chaotic people which people you've laid, laid which people you labeled chaotic have patterns mm-hmm. right so as that oh i stole oh his pattern switched up yes okay now i have to pay attention now someone else stole from him and his pattern switched up again okay now i'm getting this pattern in him yes it's starting to become a constant pattern yeah now he can be in this constant category right he's one less thing i have to deal with because i i know his patterns now yeah i got that i understand yeah so when it comes to that it becomes now and this is the thing. You want to deal with as little variables in here as possible. So the more you minimize the, the variables in your chaotic, in the world of your, in your world, the chaos, right? The people who are in that realm, the more you minimize that, the more sure you're going to be of things. Yes. The more things you're like, okay, I know exactly how this is going to play out. Mm-hmm. Because out of all these, the only variable that's really chaotic in my life that I have to really just keep an eye on is this guy yeah. or is, you know, that guy over right. there. Or those three guys right there and those seven. And then these seven over here are constants, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's how you handle game theory. You, you by mitigating constants, I mean, mitigating chaos and then moving them into const- by, constant By category. constantly, yeah. I mean, I do it on a high degree. Yeah. Just like the innkeeper, right? I deal with people every day. Right. They all start off as chaotic because I don't know. I have zero information on them. Yes. That's the reason why they're chaotic. I have zero. But the more but, they come in, uh, the they more you know them. They only order vodka sodas. That's right. a constant. So I'm, now I'm doing it on an individual level. Right. So it's like this individual will only order tequila sprites. Right. And that's what you want to do, a people. Const, that's a constant thing. Yeah. That's what you want to do. When you only want to order tequila sprites, so that way when you walk into the bar, Steve knows exactly what to make you. So by the time you get there, it's already made. Boom. <laughs> but it becomes a thing of earning trust. So not only am I... Man, I am dropping a lot of secrets today. <laughs> secrets. Secrets. Dude. Wrapped in riddles. Covered in enigma like a big old burrito of chaos. Because <laughs> if I know that about you, that's one less thing I have to worry about knowing. Yes. So then we can get into something more where I can learn more about you. Right. So I can understand you better. Like so, how I play Vanguard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is like If I can get rid of that... If you're... Because the drink order is what you're going to come to a bartender for. Mm-hmm. If I already know what your drink order is going to be, I've just saved myself 30 seconds on trying to figure that out f- with you. Mm-hmm. Now you can spend that extra 30 seconds to shoot the shit with me, mm-hmm. to tell me about what's going on. We can have a we can have a little dialogue. After this episode, a lot of people are going to just start ordering one drink from you. People already do that though. <laughs> so that's they can a thing. talk to you all the it's time. It's a very yeah. patterned thing. Yeah. So like, or like I said. If it's not a constant 
if it's not a hard constant, it's a pattern. Uh, like I have a guy who who I work with, Guinness or not Guinness, sorry, Jameson and and of course Light. Yeah. I just call it a Happy Meal now, <laughs> just to shorten it. Yeah. Hey, you want your Happy Meal? Yeah. He yeah, wants both. No, just the JMO. Okay, easy. Yeah. Just the just the course like one mm-hmm. question has now deduced what he wants from yeah you know yeah. so it optimizes a lot of things and now I'm just that much more knowledgeable and then I and like I said it's not just this one on one interaction I could take this one on one interaction and I could put it to the whole group right and I can just be like okay like I've had a quick interaction with this guy based on his psychology so when I see another guy who has a similar profile. I could kind of run the same kind of gimmick on him. Yeah. And it'll work maybe as successfully. And if it doesn't, then I could see what parts, like the parallels between him and the guy that I used as a reference point. Yeah. Oh, he didn't like it that I called it a happy meal. Right. So, okay, I'll just refrain from that. And I'll say his usual. Or I'll change the vernacular, the but vernac- it all means the same. Because when I say Happy Meal, then he orders something different, and I get it. Well, that's me, too. <laughs> yes. That's what I am. I'm very chaotic in that sense. I know you are. You're but a chaotic boy. at the same time, boy. I still have a lot of constants that are just... It's a matter of showing which constants. Like, I know you're going to deduce my constants. I'll show you which constants you can, you can have. You can have these constants of me. Yes. But I'm going to make it chaotic and all the things you don't know about me. Yeah. And that's, and that's game theory, basically, right? Game theory, chaos theory. All of the theories. Every theory, none of the theories. <laughs> that was, okay, I'll be honest. That went 100% like over my head. I get it. I get the broadest of the concepts you're trying to show me. But like, you know me. I'm going to, I'm, <laughs> you know what I mean? My, this, this is knocking on my head. It's, it's good for maybe 10 things. Yeah. <laughs> Game theory, not one of them. You're going to have to teach me that more sometime. Sure. But we got to wrap this episode up because our producer has a bad bitch to take home tonight. And on that note, it's your boy Waffles. And your boy Maui. And this has been Couch Surfing. Peace. Peace.